You're listening to Seen the Sequel, a movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made. Probably for good reason. This week, we're talking about the 1998 romantic comedy, You've Got Mail, starring Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, and directed by Nora Ephron. And, as ever, alongside me, three men who are so friendly, don't you think they're the friendliest flowers? I have Al, I have Joe, and I have John. Okay, guys, on to a nice romantic comedy, You've Got Mail. Um, long time ago, 1998, this was uh, done, so what are your thoughts after watching it recently? I think uh, Joe should probably start this one off, because I know you are a very big fan of this I'm film. I'm a huge fan of this film, yeah. Um, it's it's possibly a top tenner for me um, of all time. Uh, all time? Yeah, I know. Most people um, call me an idiot for that. But well, it's, cra- it's crazy. Most people crazy haven't even talk. seen it. Go on, Why? I just love it. I think it's a, a, a such a lovely comfort blanket of a film, um, and I know that it doesn't compete mes- necessarily critically on like, versus Harry Met Sally and all the rest of them. But this is just a nice, cozy film that I like. I prefer to watch. I, always, I I love putting it on. I've watched it well over twenty times. Um, I think it's I think it's a, a lovely romantic film that's got really good. Um, uh, conversation between the two characters. I think it's it's, it's funny um, and believable. I think their relationship is really believable. I, I, I love it. I don't think their relationship is very believable at all. <laughs> okay. Cor- cor- corporate America puts small-time business owner out of business. Small-time business owner falls in love with corporate America. I think it's a bit... Um, it's a questionable moral story, actually. Well, it's about that identity of him being corporate America isn't defining him because he has his hidden side that she's fallen in love with and she's the only person who knows it through the emails. That's what I would take from it, right? Yeah, she doesn't fall in love with corporate American Fox books... Uh, of it all um, it take, that's why it takes so long to overcome that yeah but I still think the message of the film is that corporate America can put the little one out of business and then the little one ends up just being part of the bigger the big corporate I did find that about the end because I I'd actually very rarely for this podcast I'd never seen the film before at all and I knew you were a massive fan of it um, and um, I I really like When Harry Met Sally. I mean, I love it. And I really like uh, Sleepless in Seattle as well. I think Nora Ephron has a really good way of make, of creating a world, an atmosphere. Mm. And I totally get why you like it so much. It is a comfort blanket. I can see, you know, being hungover on a Sunday. It's a lovely film to put on. She creates wonderful worlds with her music. The kind of... that. There's almost a fairy tale element to it. She really takes advantage of her locations, New York settings. You know, it's shot all over New York. It's, it's beautiful in that way. Um... But I'm not 100% sure. Um, I, just, I just don't think it's that strong. Really. The thing is, though, with all films, it's really hard to explain why you love something and then discuss it in a group because typically this is what happens. This is why we have the podcast. But when something resonates inside of you, it just does. And for all of its failings about corporate America, I get that. It's a little bit... But, you know, if you take it just for what it is, light-hearted romantic let's face it if we look back over the years at light-hearted romantic comedies there'd be some crackers that we could pull out that would be oh that's a bad reference anyway i also maybe maybe i love it so much because this kind of romantic comedy doesn't really exist anymore they have there hasn't been a a like straightforward nice comfort blanket romantic comedy like this i got that i can think of in well over 10 years um, it's kind of set. It, it, it's set. It, it's kind of nostalgic for me. It's it's definitely set in a very specific 
period in time, obviously. Um, there's a lot that people probably can't relate to, but I was there. Um, I was there, man. I was there. Uh, and, and, I don't know. It just—it's it, just a lovely film to watch. Well, I think um, Studio are keen for that exact sentiment at this moment in time. They want another romantic comedy. They want a feel-good film. They want something that's just all-out loving, and that's why they're keen for a sequel. And I think it's going to be interesting what you come up with in this time, especially with social media, and especially how this film was sort of just at the cusp of that and it related to technology. So what are your thoughts? Have you had any thoughts about this? Well, that is one of the charms of it, isn't it? It's very much like the internet. It's like, I've met him on the internet. Um, it's, very like, it's, it's very charming in that way. So maybe... Um, if we were going to do a modern day sequel, the the, the technology would be something we we play with, right? Like, I also think it's quite funny now, watching looking back at it, that it what brought them together is ultimately what they're both going to lose to, right? They're both in the book business. Um, the Fox new the Fox books um, of it all has lost out to the internet eventually, as in Waterstones, Fox Books, whatever it is, is going to lose this battle, and that's what brought them together. And I think that's quite an interesting thing to consider when you're thinking about a sequel so amazon is in ours instead of fox books well i think i think yeah i i think what could be quite an interesting arc is that we come back how long has it been 20 years 22 22 years later um fox books is on its knees uh it, it you know they, they they were outdated um they they didn't think about you know sort of forward thinking business means of, and adapting to the internet age. Um, it's on its knees. It's going into receivership administration yeah, administration yeah. or whatever. Um, the bookshop around the corner or the, the little shop around the corner suddenly twenty two years later has more of a place in Absolutely. society now yes. than a physical mega store with lots and lots of books because that has been replaced by Amazon or whatever. Um, so I like the character, the, the art coming back into it is that it's kind of flipped, you know, the, 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 the relationship between the two of them is flipped. He is historically the very successful businessman and she was the one that lost out. And now this time around it's flipped. She is the, she, she has an opportunity to create something special again and, he is on his way out, business-wise. Love that. The demand for small independent shops against big corporate America. I think that's nice. a really out. good idea, mm. yeah. I think that's cool. Like, um, one thing about his character, though, he's, he's sort of a passenger with his father, isn't he? He's like a family business. Mm. So maybe he's um, obliged to sort of go down with the sinking ship and he's torn a little bit and that comes between them and she, mm. she follows her dream to reopen the shop. And he sort of has to stick with the family and like maybe um, sort of struggle as the as the Fox books goes goes sort of um, down. That's good tension. So that's that's so that separates them slightly. I think there has to be something that separates them, otherwise it's not a romantic so comedy. Once, so yeah, once yeah. they're separated, she's built the shop. He's sort of like reluctant, but with his with his father, and they're sort of trying to piece together what's left of their of their empire. And she starts to send him like love texts and he doesn't know who it's from and that's like the you've got me kind of I quite like I quite like the power being so flipped in her favour that she maybe somewhere down the line in the film has the power to help him and Fox Books out um, and, chooses, and chooses not to right and says and says 
it's not personal it's just business yeah well maybe and she could be like a consultant or something to try to like turn a business around like you know the fox books has lost touch or something i don't know if it'll make sense for her to be like financially powerful over them but well, maybe some like creative role could she could and take i thought you could say, you, do you remember in the movie there's the older there's the older lady who works at the bookshop yes um who dated uh, there's lots of references that date dated um who was it the the dictator I can't remember who the dictator is that they reference in the film this is picked by Pop Pop from New York Mussolini um, <laughs> Stalin well there was, there was like there, there, there's an interesting backstory that is, that is never sort of revealed and that she bought lots of stocks for some reason in Intel oh okay. yeah right, remember right. the Intel yeah. right. so yeah. you could feature the film could feature it'd be realistic now that that older woman has or passed on or, or does at the beginning of the film or something will. like that and in the will leaves basically the keys to the kingdom like fortune to meg ryan's character who now has all the power right she's got the relevance in the marketplace because fox news fox books is on its way out and the little bookshop around the corner is now relevant again but she's also got buckets of cash to sit on and she can do good with that or she can save fox books and his family company and she decides not to i think when you're also talking about the power if you use technology social media instagram power is followers Power is influence. Power is small independent business standing up against that. That's what people want these days. They want something authentic and community. So that followers, that money, that's a threat. Yeah, and there's only really room for one powerhouse in that, in this case, like Amazon, right? Mm. So what? how would they be brought back together? So if shit like, if he's, he's off with Fox Books and obviously it's, it's going down the pan and she's mm. got her little empire she's sort of building up, it's come between them. We need to bring in the tech, the, the the mail, like the whatever the modern equivalent of the you've got mail situation would be. And is she going to slowly win his heart back? You know, is that is that how it's going to go? Is she going to like? She's not going to save Fox Books, but he can't judge her for that. But she is going to make him. Well, I think maybe maybe they separate him. for you know a, a set amount, a, an amount of time, and they they start communicating in the way that they met. They go back to the old MSN messenger. I don't know if that even exists anymore. Probably not. AOL online. AOL messenger. Specifically get out the old laptop. Just be able to do that. They're like, this isn't going Give me a I've got a boot up for five minutes. Just send me an email. No, no, it's going to be a romantic gesture. I do quite like the idea of it going back to email though, or AOL messenger or whatever, rather than like... Instagram or Twitter or I think it needs to be a secret though so I think you could do a modern thing like so he is like they've separated but we all know they're going to get back together and she's feeling a bit guilty about it but she had to follow her dream so she's doing really well he's doing really shit I'm on board with that right Mm. but he still wants her back but doesn't think she's interested in him anymore but she starts to send him like he's like He's on Tinder or whatever. She starts to send him like uh, messages. <laughs> <laughs> but he thinks it's someone else. And she starts romantic, uh, you know, like romancing him across, uh, you know, Tinder or various other platforms. And well, she's, 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 cat, she's catfishing She's him. roaming. <laughs> she's romancing him on Tinder and various other platforms. Oh, no, <laughs> swipe no. right, hi, swipe right. Yeah, they've hi. got five, five dating apps that they're just using to talk to each Bumble, other. Bumble, 
<laughs> what about though? I think you hit on something fantastic that, or was it you, Al? That you were talking about. He's sticking with his the family lineage, and he's going down with the ship. What she can teach him is that look, family started in a small shop. This is what you need to learn again. This is how I can That's show a good you dynamic, that, isn't it? Yeah. Because but then he's got to change. Oh, corporate man into. I'm doing it for dad. Hey, dad, do you remember when you had a store? Could be the same. Yeah, in the actions that she takes, she t- she uh, inadvertently teaches him because he's he's pissed off that he, she hasn't given him the short-term fix, the money to fix the problem. Um, but over time, he learns from her actions, you know, the power of the family business and how to restart. And through that journey that he goes on, he forgives her in all of that, realises... I think he's the one that has to come to terms with what she's done and want to go back to her. I think that he's the problem. Um, he's really upset about it and, and moves off, tries to tries to fix it with lots of sort of loans and money, digs a whole traditional old business way of doing it, hits rock bottom, and then slowly, as time goes on, he looks at what she is doing. She He visits you know, one of her few bookshops or whatever it is, uh, or one of her projects that she's doing where she's putting money into family businesses or using that money for good. And he, he learns the, you know, moral lessons from that, that can actually save Fox books or, or the family business, not, not in a sort of corporate big, it's not going to be back to what it was, but it's going to, it's going to be back on its feet. They swap. So she's now got like a small chain of the books, uh, the, the shop Could around have. the corner yeah. and they have one little, Fox and Sons bookshop. Fox and Family. Fox yeah. and Family, and like the dad's, and like the dad's sort of behind the counter, and she, she. <laughs> What's a dad? He's <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred. What did you come in here for? <laughs> permanently behind the counter. Yeah, and he still, he still goes yeah, home. Like st- he still lives. He still lives on. Um, he still lives on that boat, just getting smashed every day. That <laughs> <laughs> um, is funny, and actually, I do. I do I, what I really like about the film is that it is actually quite funny as well. Like when they meet, and 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 he goes for the the caviar, and 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 she has a go at him about it being a garnish. It's all very like sort of witty and quite quick, and it's funny. And the dad going to the boat and living them both living on the boat. It's all like really, really like funny. That, yeah. yeah, you could I, also argue as well. A little twist could be the dad could almost teach the son as well, look, you've, you've lost the family business, the dad could stop working in her shop. <laughs> the dad, is the dad alive? Uh, yeah, it's getting back. Yeah, Sean Connery. Like, be right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bookshop is this? Um, I also think that we need to have Dave Chappelle in it as well. Uh, it, well, that's another thing that I was going to hit on, yeah, is, is supporting cast fantastic in this film so you've got Greg Kinnear who is hilarious I like Greg Kinnear when, yeah. when, he, when, he, when he discovers that actually they both love other people I think that scene is so funny his reaction to that is hilarious very very good performance I really Dave Chappelle being Dave Chappelle um, I guess that was when he accepted jobs yeah the thing like, about Dave Chappelle uh, Dave, <laughs> Dave Chappelle in it I find quite interesting is the casting's there yeah so in Look, I, it's no secret. I do think this is an inferior film to When Harry Met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle. And both those movies have awesome scenes with the best mate, with Bruno Kirby in mm-hmm. uh, When Harry Met Sally and Rob Reiner in Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. The casting is there, is in place in this film for scenes to absolutely rival those films. 
for some reason, I don't think he's given the material. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're, they're just not memorable scenes that Dave Chappelle has in this. So well, it's just not funny either. Yeah, the scenes are just really not weird. funny. Like, the casting was odd. Yeah. It seems odd because the casting's there for it to be those scenes, like mm. be exactly the same as those other films, but it's not. It's yeah, not well, well the, the bit where he's looking in, the, uh, looking through the window, and he sees Meg Ryan sitting in the restaurant, and then he's telling Tom Hanks, "Oh my God, it's it's her." Like that, that's that's just gold for him to say something hilarious or like so say some. But it's, oh, it's, think, it's just not. I was actually going to say I think that bit is quite funny mm. okay quite funny. well look casting we seem to have got the bones of a story and I like that it seems to be actually coming together relatively easy I think that's the best thing about romantic comedies they're pretty obvious you know it's yeah. just create the tension pull it apart put it back together yeah, romance so- easy <laughs> <laughs> come on cast so Chappelle's back ha- uh, Hanks is back Ryan's back uh, yeah I think you, well, it has to it has to be Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks otherwise yeah. this isn't happening yeah um, I think, yeah, it has to, has to be them, 100%. They're back. Uh, great supporting cast is back, so we will need a um, a best friend. Um, I think, I think what's what's the guy's name in the bookshop? The young, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn is back. Um, maybe he's running the bookshop now, I don't know. And, and, and Can we put Bill Murray in it? We can try. <laughs> He'll play the dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it needs a great comedy supporting cast of, yes, best friends. Maybe Greg Kinnear is back. He has actually become her best friend. Um, so they fully reconciled their relationship, he which could, they kind of did in the first film. He could be with uh, Parker Posey's character. Who is also great in the first film. Yeah, I think Parker Posey and Greg Kinnear back. Um, how, how about Louis C.K.? This is his proper return. <laughs> what, about, what about kids? Did they have kids? Uh, that would heighten the stakes. Yes, that would heighten the stakes. I don't think they would need to be named cast. Uh, I think that they would be... Um, well, actually, how old would they be? I think they would be well, adults, well, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. Late teenagers. Teenagers. Adults, old teenagers. So, 22 years, so they, let's give them... A, yeah, it'd be about 20. Teenagers. Give them a couple of years to have the kids. Yeah, give them a couple of years to have the kids before they start down. <laughs> but it would be nice to have some kids bit in it just because of her love of like reading the kids' stories and stuff, having that kind of, um, you know, that sort of like her, that her heart link. of why she likes yeah. books. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Greg Kinnear could be back. Yeah, I think that's good. That's a really good, uh, that was probably the most powerful line in the film, actually, for me. You know, when they split up mm-hmm. in the restaurant and they, he says, What about you? Is there someone else? And she says, no, but the dream of someone is. It's great. And I thought that was an outstanding line because you can put that to life as well. It's like, that means there may as well be in a relationship. Um, And anyway, I thought that was a very powerful moment. Just thought about it. So moving on. Cast is coming together. I think the hook, I think what we're going to find challenging is the title. Because technology gave the title in the first one. How are we going to link that back? What is this going to be about? Yeah, it's tough because it is so dated, isn't it? It's so mm. set in that world. Tweet me. <laughs> swipe left. <laughs> I don't even know if that's right. Is it swipe left or right? I don't know. Swipe um, left is reject. We need right. to... We oh. need to. You're married. That's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> we need to decide on the technology. When, you know, they're not... So the AOL gesture... That's what they do at the end. Like it happens once at the end. They send he sends her a message on the AOL machine. But there's diff, there's more the AOL machine. I, 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 <laughs> that. Do you know, I quite like the idea that she 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 still loves him. She she just thinks that he's he's the one with the problem. He's furious at her for doing this. Maybe she checks her AOL 
Messenger every day. Like the old, still, old, no, still, no, no. Since, was going. since the breakup, she, like, you know, she, she's hoping that he's going to reach out to looking her at, and, 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 uh, and, and drop her a note, right. rekindle, uh, and she checks it occasionally. Um, and then one day she checks it and there's one unread message. Meanwhile, she's romancing him on Tinder. <laughs> and, well, well, I just think we need some sort of, or text, Instagram, texting him. Instagram's got a feature massively in this, hasn't it, surely? Because that, that's, that to me is that the app for small businesses, one is picture, it gets a, a community, people can comment it, talk, you can send messages. It's a framework for, for something. Mm. Yeah, okay, so social media as well. Yeah, um, you, you also have private messages on Instagram as well. So you could actually set up a situation which her little bookshop is doing really well on Instagram, his big Fox bookshop's doing shit, and then they're, but they're also like privately talking in the background, even though they've got these public personas. The, the, the thing about You've Got Mail is they don't know who each other are, right? <laughs> And, like, how are we going to achieve that? Well, I don't think you need to. I, I well, think that's... you're getting a bit hooked on this okay. idea that right. it needs to be a hark back to that exact... It doesn't need to be the same film again. It's a build on it. And we've already built on the story and how they get back together. I don't think you need to replicate the, like, you know, they don't know who each other are. That's just a bit I thought, far no, but I, I thought it would be a nice... I thought it would be a romantic element of it if she was... Uh, like, forget the fucking Tinder thing or whatever. But if he's, like, down and she, being quite immature and selfish by not supporting her in this move, so she's doing it, but she still loves him, so she's subtly sending him messages through uh, social media or, like, part, you know, as a different account or something to win, you know, to, to warm his heart, even though he doesn't know it's coming from her because he'd reject her if he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, look, Al, nice effort. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I think bullshit. Doesn't need it. Uh, it I, could still just be email, couldn't it? And you just call it like you've got Gmail. Well, this is it. What is it called? DM me. <laughs> DM. Um, you, you've still got mail? Slide to the DMs. Text back. Oh, God, it's difficult, isn't it? You've got mail too, I think, is probably what you have to do because I, I, otherwise you, you're trying to crowbar something and it doesn't make sense. You've got mail too. You've still got mail. Is there any um? Is there any weight in putting you've got mail to spell T O O? Yeah, comma T O O. Yeah, that does to make sense. Got mail? No, yeah. Two <laughs> yeah. got mail. <laughs> um, yes, there is legs in that. Yeah, I think you could do something something like that. But I think you've got mail too. Is is what you would um, have to go with? Okay, teasers marketing. Well, I don't think it justifies a teaser. But uh, I think announcement is big, right? Tom Hanks and um, Meg Ryan are back together again. Uh, for what, fourth film that they've done together, which is exciting. Mm. And, and we talked about supporting cast. I don't think it really matters. It has to be them. They're on the poster. That's the only thing that matters. Hanks, Ryan. Maybe sort of pulling apart, though. Holding hands, but pulling apart, like going away. Yeah, you've, you've got... You've got, it's, you've got mail too, and then, yeah. Like, Trailer post- starts black screen with the dial-up. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've got that. Laptop <laughs> That's all we've got. So all we've got is a black screen. And then, and then just fade back to black. And then it's just Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, come up, and that's it. <laughs> Dude, that trailer could just be the modem clicking through. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... Um, <laughs> That's okay, it's okay. Modems take a long time and so do we sometimes. Okay, so coming together, you've got Mail 2, original cast lineup, story bones are there. Big problem is uh, Nora Ephron sadly passing away. Yeah, that is a... Being as it's based entirely around her sort of vision and her wonderful script writing, um, how do we replace that? Director Rob Reiner? (laughs) 
Surely it's got to be a female director now. Well, he directed um, When Harry Met Sally, so I thought it was quite an um, kind of an obvious choice. Yeah, that's quite in. nice. I think that's it's certainly add him, add Rob Reiner to the shortlist. Um, I think that's that's good. And you know, he was very he was apparently their like telephone conversation relationship in When Harry Met Sally was based on him and Nora Ephron at the time. So, you know. Well, this was... They were close. You've got males based on the Hungarian play Parfumery. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, wow. it's, not, it's not an original. It's not an original. It's, it's a, not, and there's a 1940 film of it yeah, as well. The Shop Around the Corner. Yeah. Um, so, so, what's yeah. that? Is that just written letters then in that? I'm assuming so. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a sci-fi. It's a sci-fi, yeah. <laughs> they saw the future. I'm <laughs> um, just going back to director. I, I kind of agree with James, though. Well, let's have a short list with Rob Reiner on it, but I do feel like it should probably be a female director. Sophia Coppola? Bit niche. Uh, well, but be a bit think, too trendy we'll, in style. Yeah, and Greta Gerwig? Uh, I think Greta Gerwig's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good show. Pretty good, yeah. Um, Little Women is, uh, yeah, good, solid. She won't she do she a lady for Little Women. She's like, on Oscar standards, you've got mail too. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have Bill Murray in it, though. It's amazing. In the little shop now, yeah. But you okay. could see Greta owning an independent bookshop. You know, you, she could, that is her Oh, world. you're right. This is the thing she's wanted to direct for her whole I, career. I think so, yeah. yeah. You've got mail too. That's what I've been waiting well, look, for. What we're all waiting for and what the studio's waiting for is the pitch. Well, this is a, this is a Joe pitch. We know that. Joe has to be, mate. Uh, well, you have bossed it as well. I threw in an idea and you, you told me to fuck off. Yeah, so you, you seem to know what you want here. Yeah, I think, look, I think it's really straightforward. Okay, um, Wait, hang, so, on, hang on, hang on. One, two, three, go. So... Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan return in You've Got Mail 2. Um, it's 22 years since the events of the first film. Uh, the internet has happened in a fairly major way since then. Um, ironically, what uh, brought them together um, has destroyed uh, Tom Hanks's character's business, family business, mega stores, Fox Books has gone down into um, administration Um it's really on its knees and it is in dire need of financial help. Meg Ryan's character has um, recently, I think at the beginning of the film, inherited a fortune from her aunt or the from, from, from the, the, the elderly character who, who co-runs the bookshop with her, um, who f- for some reason invested heavily in Intel stock um, back in 1998. That's really come in. Um, she is now a multimillionaire, dies, gives the money to Meg Ryan. So Meg Ryan, um, instead of... She chooses not to give Tom Hanks that money. Tom Hanks is desperate for the money. He's looking for loans all over town. He's looking for old-fashioned business means to get out of the trouble that he is has gotten himself into. Um, she decides not to give him the money. She decides to use the money to um, restart the little bookshop around the corner. Um, a family-run, small uh, business that is all about community um, and service. She doesn't just start that one shop. Maybe she puts some money into lots of different community projects, but she chooses to use that money for something else and not to give it to her husband and the father of her children 
that separates them. Um, he's furious, can't understand it at all. Um, she goes off and becomes very sort of, I guess, stressed but successful in setting up all of these community projects which soak up all of her time. She doesn't have time to go off and, and try and fix her relationship with Tom Hanks. That's down to him. He needs to... Um, he's the problem. He needs. To, he's the one that has, has to ha- have the character arc that is going to go back to her. He spends some time um, digging the hole even deeper, uh, taking out loans and making the situation worse, um, eventually realising that... Um, there's there's legs in what she's doing. So, you know, he goes to lots of the projects that she started, the community centres, the bookshop, and realises there is a solution to save his family business. It will not be the empire that it once was, but that doesn't matter. That's not relevant anymore. He can't compete on that level anymore. But what he can do is save it to the point where he's got a family business, it's family run, um, and it fits much more in line with her sort of, you know, ways ways of doing things. On that character arc, he realises that he still loves her, drops her an email, uh, <laughs> drops her an email on the old AOL uh, messaging service. Um, she has been checking it daily. That's, she hasn't got time to go and sort it out. She wants him to be the one that reaches out to her, but she does check her email, her old email daily, and it always says zero unread messages. And then one day at the end, it says one unread message. And it's beautifully worded um, about the journey that he's been on, how sorry he is. And they meet uh, at the bookshop at the end for a um, beautifully romantic um, reunion. That's very good, mate. Well done, That's mate. very, well very good. Well, you've been listening to You've Got Mail 2, T-double-O, here. But um, what would you have done differently? What would you have thrown in? Instagram, Tinder seems to come up a lot in our conversations. Bumble, maybe. Leave us your comments. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We'd love it if you give us five stars. And we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. <laughs>